0: Today, a new CBO report on the federal minimum wage bill. Uh, The Democrats move forward on Trump's impeachment trial and uh, the wokest of the woke, woking, woke, woke Super Bowl. We've got a lot to get into, and it starts right now. (music) Monday. Welcome to the news and why it matters. I'm Sarah Gonzalez. Uh, it's going to be an interesting one today because we are joined by Eric July, Blaze TV contributor. Yeah. Uh, also, you can find him on YouTube at YoungRippa59. Yeah. And uh, Elijah Schaefer, host of Slightly Offensive here on Blaze TV. You can also find him on YouTube sometimes. Sometimes you can find him on YouTube. Sometimes he's. Sometimes he's, you can't find them. Yeah, sometimes sometimes they hide banned. them or delete them. Yeah. Uh, but for now, you can sort of find Elijah Schaefer on YouTube at as well. Uh, all right. Let's get into the headlines today. And I just want to um, I, I just want to preface this with I actually am going to read the the CBO report. I'm going to read from my phone because I did not plan for it to be in the show. But I'm so annoyed by people on Twitter and um, that I have to get into it with you guys because I'm really I, it truly is mind boggling how stupid some people can be on the federal minimum wage bill. Of course, that was uh, proposed by the Democrats It's $15 federal minimum wage. And uh, the CBO, the Congressional Budget Office, did a report, as they often do, uh, which by the way, if we're looking at history, history has proven that whatever the CBO says that something is going to cost, it actually costs way more than that. Of course. Um, it's never it's mm-hmm. never just as capped at whatever the CBO thinks that it's going to cost. So let me just put that out there. But uh, they say that increasing the federal minimum wage to $15 an hour by 2025 um, from the current level, which is $7.25 an hour, uh, would cut employment by $1.4 but it would reduce the number of Americans below the poverty line by 900,000. Um, so it, I'm not like a huge math person, but uh, it seems to me lifting 900,000 people out of poverty, but then slashing 1.4 million jobs. And of course, again, this is from the CBO. So you have to uh, think this is on the conservative side of things. Um, not conservative, but they're they're guessing conservatively. Um you have to you have to believe that that's going to be more again not a math person don't see how that adds up to can we do a group count uh think tank yeah yeah please okay so let's think
1: about this okay. this is this is where we this is why we went to college <laughs> so you said that it's going to uh it has not lift nine hundred thousand people out of poverty mm-hmm but it's going to cost 1.4 million jobs. So theoretically, it's going to put 500,000 people out of work entirely. So you're basically just swapping over who you're screwing, except one group had some money, now a new group has no money.
0: Right, exactly. Okay,
1: yeah. I can do this.
0: So we're just, <laughs> so we're just, kind of, so just flip flopping who yeah. it is that's going to live in poverty. Because you have to imagine the 1.4 million who are wow. losing their jobs, uh, not going to, uh, not going to be too happy about having to live. But hey, livable wages and all that. Um, of course, this has not stopped Ilhan Omar and some others who are obviously in support of the federal minimum wage bill by tweeting out. Minor details being lost in their tweets. You know, she tweeted out uh, that this new report, hey, raising the federal minimum wage will lift 900,000 people out of poverty. And then that was it. That was that was that was the end of the tweet. It didn't she didn't add on the uh, the one point four million jobs lost. Of
2: course, minimum wage has uh, always been this highly emotional um, topic, economic, it reeks of economic illiteracy, it always has, because it operates under this moronic assumption that if you just increase the pay of certain people, businesses would just Companies sit there just and swallow it. the cost right. and wouldn't make just any adjustments. Out. Just uh, lose money. is mm-hmm. effectively uh, lessening their, their profit margin uh, and, and what have you, though we know in reality that's not how it exists. See, first, I've always thought that what CBO or really anybody does in which they try to predict this kind of thing is it's anti-economic because you can't really predict that stuff because you've got to look at economics in in form of well, human action not just with numbers and dollars and, and, and cents they can't possibly predict that which is why often they get it wrong on the opposite side we know how minimum wage we have historically known considering how since really its inception how it's been used to really price people out of the market that's what it effectively does but the, the leaders or the politicians, they don't have to lead with any sort of economic literacy. Hell, AOC somehow graduated with an economics degree, believe it or not, which goes to show economics. that- Economics. Yeah, economics. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 but no, it shows you this Keynesianism that they teach them in, mm. in school is quack. It doesn't mean anything because they could come out thinking like that, but it's purely emotional and it operates under a, a false sort of a economy that doesn't really exist. Primarily one in which the market or rather the business owners or the people that are paying those particular wages would not make any adjustment. And that would be the only way that it would make sense is if no business will make any sort of adjustment, they would just pay the people that are making at that particular wage double if you go from 725 to 15, depending on where they're at. And they would just make no adjustment to that. And I say this as someone that was in like the gym industry before all of this you know i became this political commentator and which when the obama thing happened obamacare thing in which Yep. You had the mandate and all of that. We were having to slice people's uh, hours or bringing more so people from part time into full time, eliminating the part time guys because we were not going to sit there and pay for their their health care. Wouldn't have made any sense for us to do that. Uh, That's an adjustment that sucks because you have some decent workers who had no problem, didn't even want the damn health care in the first place. But that's sort of the situation that we were dealing with back then. So obviously we were making adjustments then people are going to make adjustments there. And it's so frustrating from any anybody with any sort of economic sense to see them continue to pontificate with this whole entire minimum wage, Theory, which doesn't make any sense because if it did why would you ever stop at 15 if nice. it meant boosting people out of poverty uh why would you stop at 15 why not 20 30 hell why not a hundred dollars an hour if that's how it works i guess we can stop and like in, in the words of our rest in peace dr walter uh e williams if you know instead of giving these guys all this foreign aid that we give them we just need to tell them in bangladesh to uh raise their minimum wage and then everybody will be out, out of poverty that's how it works
0: i love
1: that I'm learning a lot today actually from think tanks to helping the indians get out of poverty (laughs) this is a great day no and, and i i mean besides you pretty much hitting all all the nails on the head there the interesting thing that you have to see is the minimum wage is the great deception. It's like yes. the, the the forbidden fruit in the Garden of Eden. Yeah. It seems like it'll give you knowledge, it'll help you, but in reality, it actually discourages business. And what we've saw, what we've seen during the pandemic is when we were shutting down businesses to save the economy, what we were doing was transferring wealth from small businesses and private equity into large and major corporations yeah. and into the elite class. Right? We saw a, a transfer of about 1.7 to 1.9 million uh, trillion dollars, I should say, from the middle class and small business into to these large corporations like Amazon. Now, of course, at the end of all this, Jeff Bezos steps down as CEO. My work is done for the global (laughs) elites. I've already trashed (laughs) small businesses. You know, what seemed to be for our protection and to help uh, Americans get by was really about a strategic move for the Great Reset and Mm -hmm. changing the way our economy worked, Mm -hmm. taking power from the people. Mm -hmm. So when you look at something like this, it's much less complicated and you go, well, you're helping 900,000 people while hurting an additional 1.4 million. The simple math is there, but that's why the politicians don't give you the simple math. Mm. They just give you the money value and the amount of people that are helped by it to intentionally deceive you. So people like Ilhan Omar are wicked. They are intentionally deceptive. They are working against the American people. And it's just like like a child predator who offers candy out of the white van. It's like the kid goes, oh, well, I I want free ice cream. And it's like, but the kid doesn't realize what's going to happen can ruin him for the rest of his life. Mm -hmm. And what these politicians Politicians are doing to us is similar to that they are violating us they are taking advantage of us and they are destroying us in a way that is intentional so that they can rebuild the country in the way they want
0: it i'm not fooled but yeah well uh, unfortunately there are a lot of people who are and i think that you know i, I keep it drives me nuts but i keep reading the term thrown around livable wage oh, man. livable wage i'm like whoever the hell came up with this term it doesn't mean anything it only means what you want like a livable wage to you it, uh, whoever it is that's saying that they deserve more money and they want to force companies or force have the government force companies to pay them more since they're not worth that much in the first place Okay, well, if livable wage to you means you live by yourself, you don't have a roommate, you want to drive a nice car that you want, you want to go get your nails done, you want to go out with your friends in the weekend, like, it's like, OK, but livable wage is just a made up, stupid freaking term so that you can prioritize whatever the hell you want to do with your life and you don't have to take responsibility for living within your means.
2: Yeah, no, uh, that is a meaningless term, much like the whole minimum wage and how it impacts uh, or rather how they utilize or how to pretend that that would work. Livable wage is the same exact way in that it is a meaningless Term when it comes from them, considering the fact that there's no such thing as a livable wage. What's livable to we livable to me? Excuse me, will not be livable. Right. Maybe to you, uh, people have kids, uh, people have uh, certain debt that they had piled up themselves. There's no such thing; it doesn't exist. I remember coming out of college, for example, I only made a little uh, under eleven dollars an hour. I was mm-hmm. fine. Mm-hmm. Didn't have any bills, didn't have any expense. Or well, I had bills, but I had it, it, all the expenses.
0: But you uh, found it to be your responsibility yeah, it, to live within your means. Right.
2: It, it was. It was. It was easy. For me, easier for me. I had the latest games and whatnot, living under that. But if I was working that same job and let's say I was a, a single father of five, then yeah, I wouldn't have been able to live on that. And that's why this concept is completely a uh, uh, moronic. It doesn't make any sense. But going back to that, you're not paid for, and this is what I'm trying to explain to folks my age and younger. You're not paid for. It's not, let's say this. Living? Yeah. No, seriously, <laughs> yeah. because it's not the company's job to take right. into consideration right. what your personal living expenses are. That has nothing to do with them. Right. You are paid for the value in a yep. particular position that you are filling. And sometimes yeah. those positions are worth less yes. than seven twenty-five dollars um, an hour. But that's all the minimum wage is. It's this arbitrary price floor in which you have basically said, no matter if you were willing to work for 7 24 an hour it is illegal and therefore you should not have a job but the whole livable wage term uh it's a it's a moronic term that doesn't mean really anything coming from them because there's no real world application mm-hmm. to it because we're all individuals if we were robots that had the same exact lifestyle maybe you have a point but that goes back to the minimum wage thing i guess you would have a point if Businesses just would swallow the cost in the event you raise their wage up, or rather, what they had to pay you. It just doesn't make right, any on sense on their
1: iPhones. This comes into <laughs> effect because people are complaining yep. about the minimum wage on, their, on iPhones, their iPhones, and I see the same people being like, "I don't want to talk to you if you have a budget Android." Like these, this self-esteem, like I'm, I have something you don't. And you're going, yeah. You should not have an iPhone. Yeah, this is a twelve hundred dollar device. You think that there's standards like everyone should just have an iPhone as if that's a human. Right. But it's not. And so sometimes like when I talk to people, I was telling my wife, I go, you know, when I met you, I only made the two thousand dollars a month. And she goes, I didn't realize that. And she goes, We were so happy. I go, You didn't realize we didn't have any furniture in the house? We had a mattress <laughs> on the floor, that like we basically just had money to get by for food. We had a bad car, like you didn't notice that. And she's like, No, because I was happy. And that's what to yes. your point she was yes. going that we were living and having a livable wage and we had roommates and yep. we were making that's it work. I, did, yeah. I didn't like that. I didn't want that. She came she's a missionary from Africa. She she thought she's like, I thought that was wealthy, because right, I didn't have anything.
0: But let me okay, but let me ask you this. You didn't like it, but was it because you were so focused on what someone else was making, or was it because you just wanted to to make yourself? I know I had
1: potential to make more money. And I'm going, I know I have skill sets, so I worked hard, I learned better at editing, learned better at content mm-hmm. creation, started making connections, networking, getting people to pay for trips. I, I sacrificed my life. I was homeless for a little while even trying to pursue my dreams. And, you know, I would say If this is my dreams this is sad I'm just kidding I love you (laughs) (laughs) but but meaning I I worked really hard and you hear you hear that commonly with people who when I I say success people who are meeting the goals that they set for their lives right right. Right. anybody who are businessmen or in entertainment or entrepreneurs etc just people that are out there living their lives you always hear that there's this really hard part of their life where they just didn't have anything where they struggled where they were about to give up and they pushed through and that consistency and persistence is what got them ahead it was the character that drove them to sacrifice it all people sit around going I, got, I the guy who i bought this phone from by the way it was like a, a dime store eric july he was like <laughs> he was like he's, he's like looks cool and you talk to him, he's like wouldn't even make eye contacts Like, yeah, you want an iPhone? Yeah. And I'm going, no, what? This guy, and he and I looked, and he's wearing a, I, an iPhone, uh, Apple Watch. Of he's he is. got an iPhone. He was wearing Jordans and stuff. And I'm going, bro, you can't even make eye contact with me. Mm. You're the people fighting for, you know, you're obviously working an entry level job. You guys want
0: more money, but you can. Aff- oh, you have nicer shoes than I do. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. You right. know. Oh. But that, but those are the same people who would tell you they deserve a livable wage. Yep. But that's it's what I see. It. a CEO's responsibility to get rid of their yacht so that you can have a livable ways. It's not all people. I it's just, just to whatever the they want. It. There are yes, some people who
1: genuinely are struggling because they, they, for instance, let's say they're stuck where they have kids and they don't have time to gain new skills and they need to be educated and understand that there are programs and ways you can go back to school. There are things that can be done. Uh, this is not for everybody, right. but I don't see those people as the ones complaining. Like, that's, that's the key thing. That
0: yeah. is the key thing. And that's why Absolutely. someone, I, 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 those people, the ones who are complaining and trying to justify why they should be uh, paid more money and force companies to pay them more Money, I called them bottom feeders. And someone online was like, Oh, I see what you think of those people who are essential, who work at the grocery store. And I was like, No, 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 I actually very much admire all of these people. I am not here to tell you that someone who makes a certain amount of money is beneath me. What I'm saying is if you are complaining and trying to say you deserve more money, you are a bottom feeder. Yeah,
2: and, and it usually comes from the fact that someone else has more than yes, them,
0: that. Yes, and they're focused on that, yes.
2: And again, that's anti-economic because wealth is not a fixed pie right. anyway, which right. is what they don't seem to understand, yes. which is why they're too stupid to be able to separate liquid assets from, from uh, net worth, which is why they think that Jeff Bezos or any of those guys Guys are really just swimming in
1: Scrooge McDuck. They don't even right. know stocks. Yeah, they don't, they, they don't know, have a you know, hundred billion dollars. No, they don't in liquid right. assets. Yeah. Right. That's right. just like value exactly. in equity in a company. These guys still have financial advisors that have to sell their assets in order to create cash flow. Like you don't even know how wealth works. And what I was talking to recently is someone about a young man who is in a bad situation financially. Uh, I'm currently trying to help him to get a job and, and, and get on his feet right now and really, really backing him up and you know he comes to me and says well this person says this this person said that and i go sir you're coming from a background of people who don't make a lot of money who don't who don't understand money and and those people raised you and and made you and that's why you're in this position because you don't know don't listen to those people about money and how it works and so if you don't make a lot of money and you're going around a lot of people who don't make a lot of money and come from poor families and different things there's nothing wrong with that right but what i always said is i came from low socioeconomic as well yes i came we were on WIC and programs growing up i didn't have money and you know what i said i go i want to figure out how to be successful i began becoming friends with people who were entrepreneurs trying to meet people go to things like you've got to do- my challenge to people who want to make more money look who's around you yes. you are so who's start, around yes, you around and yourself. so start yeah, there absolutely. first and you can get ahead
0: yeah Amen. All right. Uh, We've got more to come. First, we want to thank our sponsor Omega XL. So if you are just one of millions of Americans, you just live in pain. Maybe you've got back pain, knee pain, uh, shoulder pain. Maybe you were in a car accident and you just you think that you're just your life is like this now. You're just going to constantly live in pain. Well, what you don't realize is it's probably inflammation that is causing your pain. And unless you defeat the actual inflammation in your body, it could lead to permanent damage. You got to try Omega XL for that. It is backed by thirty five Years of clinical research, and it attacks the inflammation that is causing your pain. It's not going to be like the topical rubs or the pain relievers that are just going to mask the problem. Omega XL gets down to the root of the problem of those painful, stiff joints and muscles, um, and it is—it's an, it's an essential fatty acid combination from the waters of New Zealand. There is nothing like it in the world. You've got to try it. Let me just tell you now—it's going to be life-changing because you are going to start to feel better. And it when you start to feel better, everything in life changes and you start seeing things differently. All right, I know from personal experience. Let's get you started now. Order Omega XL and get a second bottle for free. All you have to do is go to omegaXL.com slash news. That is omegaxl.com slash news. Order one bottle, get that second for free. Omegaxl.com slash news. Back in a minute. The hearings for the second impeachment trial of former President Trump start tomorrow, and Republicans are already saying, "Like, hey, this is this is a partisan farce. Uh, he, there's not a chance of conviction." Um, by the way, no witnesses will be called, which really, really uh, helps you uh, keep in mind how non-political it is, right? It's definitely not for show at all. That's why there's no witnesses that are going to be called. It's just going to be a bunch of grandstanding, even though Democrats know how uh, everyone is going to vote. But um, here is Rand Paul suggesting that, um, hey, you know what? If the Democrats want to impeach Trump, then maybe we should impeach some other people who are current members of Congress for the same type of rhetoric. Watch.
3: But I think if we're going to criminalize speech and uh, somehow impeach everybody who says, oh, go fight to hear your voices heard, I mean, really, we ought to impeach Chuck Schumer then. He went to the Supreme Court, stood in front of the Supreme Court and said specifically, hey, Gorsuch, hey, Kavanaugh, you've unleashed a whirlwind and you're going to pay the price. You won't know what hits you if you continue with these awful decisions. This inflammatory wording, this violent rhetoric or was so bad that the chief justice, who rarely says anything publicly, immediately said, this kind of language is dangerous, as a mob tried to invade the Supreme Court. So if people wanna hold President Trump accountable for language, there has to be a consistent standard. And to my mind, it's a partisan farce because they're not doing anything to Chuck Schumer, not doing anything to Representative Omar, not doing anything to Maxine Waters. It's just not fair. It's just partisan politics under a different name.
0: Uh, I mean, he has a point, Rand Paul. I think it's a point that we've been preaching here this whole time. I know I'm Yeah,
2: the libertarians always get it, huh?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Eric, uh, okay, so last year I think we talked about how it was like 2020 was just a constant libertarian like Eric. They just (laughs) constantly like, Told you so.
2: The year Paul. Well, he's been on fire. Told as you so, too. and yeah. I feel like
0: 2021 is is still you're still Absolutely. getting. Oh that.
2: yeah, I'm just getting started, baby. Uh, for <laughs> sure. No, but he's completely correct. To be fair to him, and to be fair to anybody that's following this situation, he is completely correct. This is the case that I've been making on this show, in that they play by a different set of rules, and they showed you that already when you consider. What happened, I think the key moment that we should be paying attention to last year was after the George Floyd thing took place. And you could see the rhetoric that the guy, these guys were using. And then soon to follow, all across the nation were people breaking out. It was actual violent acts. You would know better than anybody else, Elijah, because you were actually mm-hmm. there. And you would see not only just is violence by way of property damage, but people come in violent acts against each other. and no, And they weren't held, let's say, accountable for that. It was never insisted. That, well, they were inciting, let's say, these sort of riots, though they were for the most part cheering them on in in a lot of cases. And they were not made to pay. This is completely a show. It doesn't matter that it's, um, you know, one of those things that won't pass or they they don't care about that. They want to grill them. They want to uh, uh, kick him as much as they possibly can because they don't like anything that he stands for. They want to prevent anything like that from happening again, and they certainly don't like the supporters of that man because there's no, we're wasting time, we're wasting money, but they don't care about anything. When you got the money that they, they have anyway, they could just waste it, so it, it all, 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 they, all they want yeah. anyway. It doesn't really matter. That's how, <laughs> that's how it works. You kind of got to legitimize their particular yeah. positions. They don't have anything else that they could possibly be doing aside that that is what people care about Hi, is impeaching a president that isn't in office uh, <laughs> anymore the more we talk about it the more disgusting and crazy that it sounds but this is why I am an advocate
1: of getting rid of their job wait but did you think about this Maybe if you just raised their wages, they would finally be able to live a good life and could drop this. That's a great point. You know, point. once and for all. Uh, that's true. That's how it works. That's no, exactly how it works. Realistically though, you you have it right right where it needs to be. When you look at these people, I mean, we know how much their hatred and bitterness has corrupted the root, right? The Bible says that like bitterness corrupts the whole tree, it corrupts the whole soul. And bitterness is always known as the sin that actually causes the most amount of damage outwardly because when you're bitter. Your judgment is skewed. It's like being drunk, but never getting sober. And so when you look at what's happened, like, for instance, yesterday, at the Super Bowl, people were mad that Tom Brady and the Buccaneers won because Tom Brady is a Trump supporter. Mm -hmm. So it's so foolish and stupid. I read a tweet that said, literally, Oh my gosh, it's between the racist chiefs and the and the maga supporting Tom Brady. I'm going to have to actually choose the racist team instead cuz that's better than <laughs> a fascist regime. So and stupid. I'm going I'm reading this and I'm going Oh my goodness these people are so corrupted by their hatred for a man who now has no influence in their lives whatsoever that they are no longer able to move on to the future this man is enjoying donald trump is at mar-a-lago in his custom like you know country club enjoying a game and you're here crying on the internet because you (laughs) hate this guy that you have no reason to hate him and i'm being honest this impeachment shows you First and foremost, when people keep saying this is unprecedented, right? Or when Marjorie uh, or Marjorie Majory Green gets her committees res- restricted, mm-hmm. the wording is this is unprecedented. We are in an unprecedented times where people are skewed by their emotions; they're not thinking about their better judgment, and they're acting like children. Mm-hmm. And that's why when you saw the Capitol six riot, you know, you know, take place when children confront children, that's sort of what happens. It's like you wonder, well, why is violence breaking out? Why are we under siege and threat from the people? Well, because when you treat people like children they fight back like kids and you end up fighting back like a bunch of out of control family members and i think that they need to realize that the precedent they're sending is uh, what caused the Capitol six riots mm. the precedent that they're sending with the impeachment trial shows people you don't need to respect the government the government doesn't respect itself they don't respect you and they sure as hell don't respect the opposite party and it's, so it's just it's sad because to me it's an empire on decline and i guess that's why you're not very partisan because you're just like the hell of both both sides abolish them
2: that's what <laughs> yeah. that's what I want to pull the rug all the way from under them. I don't want a new person in those positions. I want them to be completely out of a job. But it, that sort of talk, and this is why I think I've grown certainly as a commentator in this regard, because more people, and you speak to a great point, because more people are more open to it more than ever because they don't trust the government. Yeah. And they don't. They're not. It's not like they're giving them a reason. When you do stuff like that, you're just crapping away money, uh, all, all the, you know, j- wasting money. You, you, they see you wasting money. You brag about essentially wasting the money. Uh, that, that, and then you give them like a little, dang a little carrot, and I'm saying, hey, we'll give you a couple of bucks, fifteen dollars hey, soon. Yeah, hey, hey, here you go. Here you go. <laughs> Four more years. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's all we need. And, 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 and it's insulting. Yeah. But that's why these sort of movements start to exist. And you you hit it right on the head when you say like that behavior is why people feel the way that they feel about about the government. That's not anything that they want to accept, but that's the reality of the situation. Now I would turn that energy to something more positive, like hey, okay, we recognize that there's something fundamentally wrong with this. Maybe we should get rid of the power that they have because you're seeing that they do not respect you. They don't respect they they don't even though they rule over you. They don't respect you specifically. You supported a but not just. They don't like me either, but it's Specifically, if you didn't, if you support it, excuse me, like their adversary, if you will. And they'll continue to go this route because they don't learn from this. And that power structure that exists in the way that it does, it allows them to get away with exactly what they're getting away
0: with. Yeah. All right. Uh, we've got more to come, including the uh, Super Bowl highlights that you, mi- I, I didn't, I missed a lot because I watched like you maybe five minutes. You didn't miss anything. Yeah. By missing
1: a lot, you actually saved yourself a you, lot
0: of You missed the wokest of the wokest times and we've got them for you here on the news and why it matters. Uh, first, we want to thank our sponsor, Built Bar. So uh, if you are looking to maybe lose a little weight, maybe just maintain the weight that you are already at, maybe just cut your junk food intake. You got to try Built Bar. It is healthier than your favorite protein bar. They are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, um, they're actually, like, you, you're, gonna, you're gonna try it, and you're gonna be like, there's no way that this is only 130 calories, and you're gonna look, and it's gonna be true, it is only 130 calories, a lot of them, um, they range a little bit, but they are so delicious, if you are a chocolate, uh, a, a chocolate eater, They're covered in 100% chocolate. They've got a ton of different flavors. They've got like caramel brownie, mint brownie, uh, peanut butter, cookies and cream. And um, again, all covered in 100% chocolate. So let me just tell you, if you're looking to eat better, you're looking to snack less in the candy bar section, you got to try Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com. Use promo code NEWS20. You will get 20% off of your next order. That is promo code NEWS20. I've already had so many of you guys reach out to me and be like, oh my gosh, Sarah, I could kill you because this is now my new addiction. And I keep ordering from Built Bar. You're welcome, everyone. It is builtbar.bu.i.l.t.bar.com. B-U-I-L-T, Bar.com. Promo code NEWS20. Back in a minute. The Super Bowl was, of course, last night. And I have to say, <laughs> I, I know that there are a lot of you out there who are watching right now who you have boycotted the NFL. You have already banned it in your house for a very long time. So I'm sure that I'm preaching to the choir here. Um, I just haven't, I haven't wanted to watch it this year. It's just everything is just social justice, this and race, racism and systemic and just all of this ridiculousness. And I just was like not even... I mean, I didn't watch the season. Also, the Cowboys sucked, so it wasn't hard to uh, not watch the season. But uh, the Super Bowl, I was just like, "Mm, I don't really care to just tune in and be lectured. Uh, So for those of you who missed it, the NFL ended all of the season with a commercial, of course, about inspiring change. Um, But don't forget, systemic racism still goes on. Here's that.
2: Football is a microcosm of America. All races,
1: religions, living, playing, competing, side by side.
2: I pray we dedicate ourselves to be the best team we can be. Let's choose to be for one another to fulfill the promise of one nation, to be part of the solution, be part of the change, to try harder, show up, dive in, and stay at it. Oh, can we touch for a second, be us for a second, no matter what I
3: give it to, my love looks better.
0: You know, there's just something just amazingly ironic about um, watching a bunch of uh, black men who make millions and millions and millions of dollars Can you uh, still say that? lecture us about systemic racism Can what? you say black still? i is think that, is that legal are we allowed to talk about anything now with race well no but well i guess i was going to say i can because i also am a poc <laughs> but i'm told that i'm white passing which means that i can't talk about it i don't know i can't keep up with the rules yeah either.
1: well according to me i'm white so i make the rules on race here <laughs> yeah, i'd make the rules. i like, like to listen to the black person to speak for a moment because, uh, do, because you don't want to
0: white-splain to him
1: right but i still need to make sure i'm in power and make yeah, the yeah, rules on race yeah. still yeah. from the 1950s and yes. all you know all these yeah. Jim Crow laws, I'm still in power, but, so let me that's move on here. Okay, the, okay. The, defer. The it
2: <laughs> no, it, it is, and I mean, I believe the league is what, 70% Um, black, if I'm not mistaken anyway, which blacks only represent 13% of the population, so if anything overrepresented it. Mm. Uh, But, you know, that's one of the things about sports is that it is based largely on meritocracy. It's one of the few things out there that are, in which your performance is largely going to determine if you're going to last in that league or if you're going to play uh, if you're still in it. So, that in itself is a beautiful thing and I think that was LaDainland and Tomlinson if I'm not mistaken. He went to TCU, ironically enough. I believe that was who that was that was speaking. I could be wrong. But either way, to t- he's, he was correct in the sense that I think he would, the message more so that he was saying was less about what we actually were seeing on right, screen. Yeah, it
0: was a weird it, it message to be yeah, paired yeah, with. It, yeah, because it
2: wasn't like and from what I heard Ladainian Thompson talk about it, it wouldn't seem to be the angle that he would take anyway, yeah. but he was correct in the sense that yes, none of that matters. I've uh, spoke with uh, former professional football athletes, I've had podcasts with them and they said the same thing, like racism, that stuff doesn't exist in our, in our locker room. We all uh, exist together and we're trying to work towards this particular goal. And for those of us that have played sports, that's the beauty of it, is that you, it doesn't matter for the most part all of this other stuff. And, and, and when you have a chance to acknowledge that, that you are an example, that this crap ain't as bad as what people want to pretend it is, mm. You take the completely opposite route, and of course, it's one-sided. It's always, when it comes to this concept, it's always slanted to one particular side. Notice there was no representation, which is the term that they like to utilize for anybody to the opposite side of their social politics, is because what they feel they say, or believe in, rather, is truth, is fact. And if you're against them, then you are the wrong people, because who on their right minds would be against, or be against people fighting against systemic institutionalized meaningless terms uh uh, racism and whatnot but that's what sucks about seeing all that because you are an example that it's simply not that bad and it's not just what you guys performing it's when we all come together and watch you
0: yeah
2: well maybe not recently that used to be the case that was our form of escaping. yes for those of us that go to a Mavs game go to a cowboys game you have a guy right next to you that you just met that was cheering or maybe a yeah. different race, di- a different gender, di- different ethnic background, and yet y'all are cheering the same for the same cause, and you guys may build some sort of friendship, at least in that moment in, in time. It's a beautiful thing that mm-hmm. sports has allowed us to do that. But they are actually moving the opposite way by hyperemphasizing that. And if anything, if they were to emphasize it, it would be like, hey, look at us, guys. It's simply not as bad as what the world, or, or rather the politicians or these activist groups are pretending that it is. Yeah,
0: and I would add one more to Eric's, uh, you know, uh, which is, you know, different ethnicities, different races, different political ideologies. Absolutely. You used to be able to like everyone could become united around sports. Now we're being lectured that you've got to vote for the right people if you care about black people.
1: Yeah, and it was all a bit of an attack on, on Brady as well like, and that's what shows you why it doesn't pay to play, you know, racial identity politics because it's like when you, a lot of people actually bet against Brady because because, of that. because they, he was a Trump supporter yeah. and they lost mm-hmm. money and now I, I that. didn't bet on Brady just because he's a Trump supporter, but I also know that he not only makes America great again, but he makes football great and he's everyone's going why well, don't he's you bet against brady And i'm going so the guy who wins every super he's bowl basically so like, why do you keep like i don't even know anything about football and i'm going all i know is that guy doesn't wear masks but he does wear rings right <laughs> this guy this guy is a pretty intense gentleman and and i'm not just because you know you don't like him that's not how sports works yep. and that they're getting right. a hard taste of their own medicine and It was like well and i have a friend whose son plays on, on the on the chiefs by the way and so i have reasons to even for nepotism to vote for the chiefs but i go i go well i'm not going to vote for the chiefs because my friend's son mm-hmm. works yes, for them i'm gonna go vote for this team because this guy is a bad ass i guess you can't sit on your show but he's gonna win and that paid off for me and that's how the real world works when you work in reality and you work on, yeah. on merit and you work on performance we might end up seeing which i don't know anytime soon sports teams starting to hire people which we've even seen in college based off of racial oh, uh, they, differences oh, most definitely. yeah and, and it's and it's really crazy because even like universities you know discriminating against white and asian students who have certain merit. We've seen even the quality of education go down. Mm-hmm. No, not because black people are inherently stupid or Hispanic people are. It's just because rather than helping or working in black and Hispanic communities to get people to a certain level of academic competitiveness, they just said, well, we'll just like throw out your right. SATs, we'll throw out your, your, right. your competitive edge. And I remember I was in college and it's actually kind of racist like this kind of stuff that they're pushing for to end systemic racism i remember that i was less likely to ask somebody who was black in the class f- to work on a project because i was finding that in my public school a lot of the black people on average were not at the at the aptitude in writing and skills that the asian students mm-hmm. were and i would be more likely to go to an asian student i was seeing i was going oh my gosh this this idea of trying to end systemic racism and pushing these narratives is actually pushing us backwards mm-hmm. and it's actually ca- creating a greater divide mm-hmm. so i mean like when i hear this kind of bs i like to feel good and i like to say we have microcosms and <laughs> here's a black guy and here's a, he's an old man and let's all like come together and spend a quarter billion dollars i'm going i've lived in the real world and i see when you start treating people differently
0: based on skin color how it actually divides yeah. us against each other it scares me yeah uh but congratulations to the nfl for basically setting 250 million dollars on fire that's so,
2: literally uh, what they did great
0: great job all right to like the democrats yeah
2: literally what they did all
0: these Must be people. nice. Talk about the 1%. If only you guys could catch us uh, off air during <laughs> segments, <laughs> there would be so so many bleep buttons they would have to push. Uh, all right. So, Elijah, really quickly, we've, all, we've got like four minutes here. Um, you brought up Tom Brady not wearing a mask. Mm-hmm. Now, Tom Brady, as he said, did not wear a mask when the, the teams walked into the facility, the stadium, and everyone was taught, Oh, my God, Tom Brady's not wearing a mask. Oh my god, I can't believe it. What a disrespectful SOB. He could be using his position to to bring attention to the fact that we should be wearing masks and instead he's participating in a super spreader. Uh, that was not all, though. News anchors everywhere were clutching their pearls, talking about all of the fans. I can't believe all these people not wearing masks while they're eating and drinking. Watch. And we're trying to enjoy it safely. Uh, we are at the Port oh, House double mask, yeah, Tampa, huh? yeah which is a very yes. lively uh, bar and restaurant, which is why I am double masked. But if you take a look here at the scene Thank you, uh, behind me, you can see that a lot of people are here. They're gathered. They're already uh, cheering for their favorite team. They're outside, so it's, it's considered to be safer. Uh, and they are allowed to be here, they're only supposed to take their masks off while they're eating or drinking, but you can see uh, quite a large crowd, certainly uh, not all in, in uh, one single family or one single household that are mixing.
1: Oh, oh yeah, my. God. Shut up, right?
0: <laughs> <gasps> Why? Like, it's just a much of tattletales at this point.
1: Yeah, you know what, I, my favorite uh, response to this was, was this girl who was crying and was like, oh my gosh, he has such a big platform and he could have used it to spread a message. And then she goes, and someone responded and was like, he did use his platform to spread a message. You just didn't like his message. message. (laughs) He was saying, I'm not living in fear and I'm healthy and healthy people don't spread COVID. So that's just a truthful statement and he's not going to live in fear. Out of all people, he probably gets tested more than like anybody.
0: That's okay, And that's what like is everything is arbitrary, especially in uh, these sports organizations. So it's like the people on the sidelines, the coaches are wearing the masks, but the players aren't. But all of them are getting tested. And I'm just like, this is so stupid.
2: This is so dumb. And that's what that person that you were talking about, which I talked to talked about earlier. Um was it's was confirming. It's more about symbolism than anything else. It has nothing to do with science or anything. It's more about symbol when it comes to the asymptomatic spread, we still haven't gotten true confirmation. That's that that's even a thing by the way. Um, well,
0: and remember uh, over the summer, the CD, no, the World Health Organization came out and said asymptomatic spread was unlikely. very, very rare. We don't think that it happened. Yeah, right. And then had to come back and walk that back fact, because I they got in say,
1: trouble. Well, actually, it does happen. You go, yeah, we're talking about statistical right. significance. Yeah. That, that, Yes, there are outliers right. in every study, but this is not like a common thing right. to wear ma- We don't even have a, we don't have comprehensive studies no. with right controls showing that masks no. are extremely no, effective. The old, in there's only been COVID one and it
2: actually proved to the opposite. The one that Danish studied. I, I say that all the time because I'm like, where are the ones with the RCTs? Oh, they're the one. Oh, wait a minute. It doesn't say that. Well, it more so it speaks to the statistical insignificance mm-hmm. of this spread between there was three.
1: We, there was three out of <laughs> two million people that <laughs> yeah. were three and you go, that's like in any study then we couldn't trust anything anymore. Right. We we wouldn't know what truth is because if there's always outliers, you know, it's like okay, well Advil might kill one person every right. year in the world. Mm. So Advil's not a safe drug to use right. for headaches. It's mm-hmm. it, you know, maybe it mixed with something. I don't know. Yeah. But I mean these people they even go, "Look, do you see? I got two masks on. Look at me." It's <laughs> like, "Yes, ma'am. We know you're stupid."
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, so that's like I guess that's at what point it's a cult. Right, but at what point yeah. are people going to are people going to wake up?
2: I don't know, man, but they, they, they be conditioned. Cuz
0: it's not at two masks. No. I would have thought for sure it would have been at I two mean, masks. No, wait. three no. masks, four masks. We spoke <laughs> yeah. that
2: meme into existence. We joked about the whole double mask thing and now they're wearing two masks and I say triple down, quadruple down. Let's see how far these idiots they're are going to go. They're talking
0: about it. Yeah, they're no. talking about triple masking. Yeah,
2: this it, no, this, this is a cult. This is why I call it um a cult and they don't like to see people Living free, speci- more specifically, people that are not from like the Floridas of the world, so they come down and like, wait a minute, you mean to tell me all these people are living normally, like they? Yeah,
0: uh, they ooh, can't believe they
2: it. Can't do that. Like we don't do that. <laughs> Where well, how uh, irresponsible they are, and yes, yeah. cl- uh, clutching their pearls yeah. is more so exactly what it is that they're doing.
0: Yeah, it it is funny when you see all of these reporters yes, yeah, come from like, like, oh my gosh, yeah, from York New York and, and stuff, and they're yeah. like, the people are outside, completely outdoors, and they're like, but but but. But they're not wearing, but they're not wearing masks, but uh, yeah, they're, but they're having fun. Yeah, it's called topi- it's tropical
1: weather, sister. Like, you got to realize, like, <laughs> Florida does something to anybody, man. It relaxes you. You feel a little bit better. Maybe you do something illegal. I don't know. But <laughs> but, but I'm just saying, like, I, this is what makes me laugh, too, is that that's why people go around and they're going, these people are all spreading COVID. And you're like, well, theoretically speaking, they're not. And when you look at the numbers and what's actually happening, healthy people are not spreading COVID. And my favorite story that I got today, and I, I, I don't fun. want to take death yes, yeah, ser- like lightly, but it said a representative from Texas died of COVID. Right. I look at the story, it says he died of COVID. He was dying of cancer. And you yeah. go, dude. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> yep. Yep. By the way, <laughs> sure wish the reporters would have been as concerned about COVID during any sort of BLM protest or uh, when Antifa was like burning um, like streets down and-, and beating the hell out of people. That would have been nice. All right. We got to take a break. Back in a minute.
1: Okay, that was the most ridiculous when I saw the day. It was like, died of COVID. I always want to look at yeah, Cheers. Cheers.
0: All right, before we go, uh, just want to take a moment to let all of you know, in case you are, maybe you're new to the show, maybe you're watching on YouTube or Facebook, don't forget, uh, if you go to wherever you get your audio podcasts, subscribe to the show, The News and Why It Matters, wherever you get it, rate and review the show. You could see your review read live on air. And also, as an added bonus, it will help other people find our show so that they too can watch and listen to it. Uh, We've got a review from Duncan b 86 who says, this show is the best, the only place, I trust to hear news from and uh, E.A.S. I don't know how to say that, but there's another person here that uh, gave us five stars as well. That says reliably unbiased, no lies of omission here. That's what we strive to do here at the news and why it matters. And, uh, And let me let me get something clear. We all have our opinions on things. Okay, yeah. it's just that we don't purport our opinions to be the facts. We right. give you the facts and then we tell you what our opinion is. Some a little more forcefully as others, as you've heard from these two gentlemen right here. Uh, don't forget, you can catch Eric July on his uh, YouTube show for canon's sake. It is YoungRippa59 on YouTube. Also, Elijah Schaefer on Slightly Offensive, which is kind of, it's more than slight, slightly offensive. He's worse. <laughs> yeah, I am. Mildly, well, that's true. Yeah. Yes.